the Toxic American Podcast with your one and only host, me, Rudy with a permit, slash at Toxic American on the Twitters, or X, or whatever we're going to call it today. Uh, so, been a little bit since I've done an episode. Been kind of busy, obviously, uh, but I wanted to touch on one thing, so... A tweet I saw this past week, a couple days ago, is from Red Devil at Snake Eater 36. I'm sure most of you are familiar with Red or follow him slash her. I think it's a him. <clears throat> uh, pretty squared away dude when it comes to tactics and whatnot. Seems to be an authority. I don't know anything about him other than that. And the tweets that I see. Don't know the guy personally. But again, seems to be squared away. So he tweeted on September 24th, and I'll I'll put a link to, to directly to the tweet in the description. But on September 24th, he tweeted this: A fire team is gonna have a saw squad automatic weapon. If you don't know, it's hard to grasp how fucking hard it is to move under automatic fire if you haven't been witness to it. Add a grenadier, and after the first round cracks off, it's curtains. I get being prepared, but readying yourself for something so unlikely to happen is silly. What's even more so is the fever dream entertaining of your survival after contact. Yes. I'm not sure what the tweet is in relation to. I can only assume or speculate. But it seems to be in response to maybe... Some sort of Civil War 2.0, obviously taking on a government or military or what have you. Um, it could just be general thoughts out there. I, I, I don't know what the tweet was in relation to, but the, the responses are uh, <clears throat> entertaining. Even more so is I responded to Hank Venture. Pull that tweet up if I can. So Hank Venture is actually who I saw the tweet from on the 25th, and he reposted. Uh, again, I don't know Hank Venture. Seems to be a squared away dude. Pretty cool. Uh, follow him. I think he follows me. But either way, Hank Venture is a cool dude. At Hank Venture number five. Like literally the number five. His response... I finally saw his thread this morning while drinking coffee. I just want to offer my two cents on this. First off, I carry weapons, first aid, and night vision equipment with me and my primary vehicle for no other purpose than to make sure I make it home to my family that is depending on me. Fair enough. Agreed. Not to, quote, engage in a sustained firefight. Because if I get engaged in a sustained firefight, I'm not making it home to the family that needs me. Secondly, it's worth remembering that when the Revolutionary War kicked off with the battles of Lexington and Concord, it was not a highly trained militia that engaged the British. It was a bunch of barely trained farmers who got routed. 77 militiamen faced off against 700 British regulars. Not good odds, boys. I do think it's smart for civilians to train as close as possible to what professional soldiers train for, but also realize that unless you can mobilize your entire neighborhood to rally against the threat, it's probably not going to make much of a difference. To which I responded to Hank and said, I agree. This is why I don't understand the guys running plate carriers. Bro, you're not Rambo, and that was a movie. If for some reason you quote-unquote need... 
a plate carrier, you already lost. And so I got a bunch of comments. One was Rambo was a documentary. That was probably the best comment. Um, that varied from, I subscribe to the old adage that it's better to have it than not need it, than to need it and not have it, okay. Uh, then take a tank where you with you everywhere you go, or you know maybe your main vehicle should be a tank. Uh, to also please elaborate, if I've recognized a life-threatening situation and have the time to put on plates, how have I already lost? Do I really need to dive into how you've already lost? If you think you need plates to take on a a uh, fire team with a saw and a grenadier bro the only thing that your plate carrier is going to do for your mr snacks and hornets is if a medic runs up he'll at least know where you've been shot by the holes in your goddamn plate carrier it goes on and on why would i forfeit entirely passive protective equipment if you don't think a you need a rifle and nods, a PC, or if you think you need a rifle and nods, a PC is just good sense. It's probably the easiest actually to justify. I would go with a PC before carbine or nods be, just because it will actually save you in more situations. Not going to make it, Mr. Mondo. Mando Wookie. Uh, another response, because cars aren't covered. I don't know why you capitalize cars. Uh, because cars aren't cover and they're a big fucking target. So when I'm hauling ass home and a stray round comes through, I don't have a sucking chest wound while I'm going 100 plus miles an hour. Hopefully you get the point of this conversation and where it went. But the overall point and what I want to ask everyone, and I want you to imagine in your mind, with the basic assumption that you are carrying at least a pistol and basic medical kit, an IFAC kit. And if you're not carrying those things, start carrying those fucking things, okay? Uh, do it legally in your jurisdiction, but at the base level, you should have an IFAC kit or something. You should have some way to protect yourself and some way to stop you, yourself from bleeding. That's just basically common sense if you're just gonna be out and about. You never know what might happen those are easy things to have, keeping the car, keeping a go bag. They're small, they're lightweight, easy to do. Obviously, the more uh, rough the neighborhood gets that you operate in or active in or live in or whatever, those things just become more and more important. But their overall point here is, are you EDCing plates and a plate carrier? Like, I, I guess I can understand, I mean, I've got a chest rig, but it's just, it carries magazines. I don't have plates. The point is, is not to get into a sustained fight in which you're going to, a plate carrier is going to come into necessity. If you're that outnumbered, you need to fucking move. If you're that outnumbered that you can't handle it with a couple of shots or things are getting that bad, it's too late. You need to move. Move, move, move. Movement is life. Also, what is the scenario in which you think that you're going to need plate carriers or plates? Like, I understand a plate carrier in the, the sense that you don't actually have the plates and it just becomes a, your, you know, chest rig or your go rig or whatever, and you're carrying magazines and other things. I, I totally get that. 
But the guys coming out of the woodwork talking about, I need to have a plate carrier with plates because it's going to stop X, Y, or Z. First and foremost, guys, that plate, you got to get the best plates on the market, and it still ain't 100% at stopping a rifle round. And the Kevlar that hopefully your plate carrier is made out of, the odds of it actually stopping a 9 mil round are pretty low. Most guys out there are equipping themselves with 9 mils and other you know, calibers that are going to defeat soft armor. That's kind of one of the biggest things. We all know that armor exists and soft armor is not hard to come by and it's fairly inexpensive. And if you were a criminal or someone hell bent on doing bad things, you might have soft armor on. We get it. So most of us are equipping ourselves to defeat soft armor with pistol rounds. And that's basically what you're running. Well, let's go back to the original tweet in which Red is talking about taking on a fire team. Bro, you've lost your fucking mind. You think a PC is going to save you at all? How many rounds of two from a, a saw will your PC actually stack up? None. I, I, can someone, if, if you can make sense of this outside of just, I have enough cash to just blow on this shit and I want to look cool for a scenario that's never going to happen, someone please justify it. The only way I can possibly justify this is if you live in a very densely urban area that has a lot of crime or you think may become very unstable very soon for whatever reason, I can understand having a having plates, just trying to make it out of there because there's corners, there's alleys, there's people everywhere. I live in rural America. I'm not worried about a plate carrier. I'm worrying about being lightweight. I'm worrying about if I have to, if something so bad happens and I have to leave my home, I'm moving, I'm going into the woods. I'm, I need to be, I'm, things have gotten so bad that I have to abandon my home, I need to be able to move. Me and mine need to be able to move. We need to be quick and we need to be fleet of foot. We don't need an extra 30, 40, 50 pounds worth of plates weighing us down or trying to throw them on willy-nilly. Like, grab the chest rig, throw it over your head, run out the fucking door. It's that simple. Maybe a bag. And obviously a rifle. The guy saying that I'd rather have a plate carrier than a, a rifle, than a carbine, or nods, I shouldn't even read the tweet, but it was so great because it was so bad that I had to read that one. You would give up, you would forfeit your weapon for a bullet magnet. For a thing that has a probability, one, you have to be square with whoever's shooting at you, and you basically have to present yourself as a target for the plate to even do its job. So you have to take a round. What the fuck is wrong with you? You don't think. You obviously don't think. I mean, it, it just, Mr. Mondo Wookie, I need you to think. Think about things. I would rather have a SIG P365 than a plate carrier if I had to choose between the two. 
at least I have a chance with the fucking pistol. I have a way to defend myself. I have a way to move, hide, find cover, maybe just concealment if I'm not taking fire, and adapt. At least I can use the pistol to get the carbine and possibly a plate carrier. But this whole thing of like, I'm going to buy all this armor, I'm going to buy these plate carriers, I'm going to do this, that, and the other. You've already lost. My favorite one is someone goes, you have a, you have a fire extinguisher, don't you? What the fuck are you even talking about? What are you talking about that I have a fire extinguisher? Homes burn down around this country every single day. Cars get in accidents and create fires every single day. How many people take on a fire team every single day? That that was the had to be one of the most asinine statements. Like, perhaps he just doesn't know who who he's up against, and that I can think, and that I can argue, and that I can think logically, and I can rationalize, and I can do all the things. And I've seen a lot of really good arguments and a lot more really bad arguments like his. But yes. Everyone should buy a fire extinguisher and a plate carrier with plates. That makes a whole lot of sense. So can someone please try to explain to me where a plate carrier comes into effect and is going to matter and that you haven't already lost if you really need a plate carrier? And if you're not taking your plate carrier with you every single day and wearing it every single day, or at least the vast majority of what good is it? Well, it's at home. Great. How, how's that going to work? Let me run home, get my plate carrier on real quick while you rob this bank. I'll be right back. Smart. Real fucking smart. So let's try to think things through. And if someone can prove me wrong on that, please, by all means, you can just straight up at me on the timeline and let everybody just go after it. That's fine. I don't care. Because it makes zero sense to invest the money in the plate carrier and the plates and, I don't know, you're in thousands of dollars at that point when you could be buying a better rifle, you could be training, you could be spinning it on ammo to train with, things like that. But anyway, moving on. Uh, so apparently the government's going to shut down on October 1st if they don't reach some sort of agreement. Uh, I don't necessarily care, although there are a bunch of people within uh, <clears throat> this country that will go without a paycheck, which I don't necessarily like. I don't really care that government employees, as we think about them, like bureauc bureaucrats and the bureaucracy and the, you know, some of those go without a paycheck. Um, I'm sure on an individual level, a lot of them are really good people. They just signed up with the wrong organization, and that's kind of on them. Um, but also... One of the things that really irked me was President Biden saying that if the government shuts down based on these extreme Republicans, that military members aren't going to get paid. Oh, so now you want to invoke the military, motherfucker? Really? Really, Joe Biden? Your horrific Afghanistan withdrawal that got 13 service members killed, multiple others missing parts, what have you? the humanitarian crisis that you've caused in Afghanistan by doing that. Now you want to talk about the military member. It's, just, it's seconds before it brings up Bo. It, I, it's coming next. I can't imagine if Bo would have had to go without a check because blah, 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 blah. First of all, have you forfeited your money, sir? 
Has any member of your party that's in Congress forfeited their money, sir? Have they said, I'm not going to, so long as the government shut down, I'm not going to collect this check. I'm going to donate it. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to support, you know, gold star families or military members or whatever. Is the answer still fucking no? Yeah, I thought so. Great. So if the government shuts down, I don't really care. Uh, it can come to a screeching halt. If you're the Republicans and you get to the point of where the government actually shuts down, you just need to hold steadfast until you get everything you want because politically, you've already signed your death warrant. They're going to play it against you. You've already lost. So you might as well get all the things you want. At least you get that, and maybe you can campaign on that. But they won't do it because they're all weak-willed. They're not really in it for us. Uh, they don't really know what they're doing, obviously. And Kevin McCarthy, I'm still waiting for you to do your job. We're a year or so into this. You haven't done it yet. Great. And you have the distraction of impeaching Joe Biden or at least an inquiry, whatever the hell that means. So you're full of shit. And apparently Russell Brand, 10 years ago or so, did some very inappropriate things Allegedly. Is it possible? Sure. Did he do it? Who knows? The issue I have is we need to, obviously, you're innocent until proven guilty, or at least we used to be. Uh, YouTube shut him down, demonetized him. Rumble did not. And Rumble got a letter from the UK government, basically semi-threatening, in a British way, <clears throat> and also coaching them up to shut him down financially through Rumble. Rumble, to their credit, said no in not so many words, or in a lot more words, they said no, as they should. Good on you, Rumble. This whole new world order of because someone made an allegation, we have to crush your soul uh, publicly, privately, and financially, this cannot stand. This cannot hold itself. Unfortunately, the odds of the people behind this who are perpetuating it just stopping willy-nilly because they realize the error of their ways is pretty... That ain't going to fucking happen. So it's going to get worse before it gets better. But also, even if Russell Brand is guilty of these accusations, <clears throat> excuse me, what does that have to do with his YouTube or Rumble account or, or any other social media? If he's making money by exploiting this accuser, that's one thing. But if he's making money by talking about problems within governments around the world, <clears throat> issues he has with government mandates surrounding COVID and the lies around COVID and various other things that he's talked about and people guess he's had on his show. What is it any concern of yours, UK government or US government or any government for that matter? And I think that points probably to the bigger point here is that he's probably innocent of all of these things. And these are allegations meant to shut him up because he won't shut up after he's been told to shut up 
and to stop saying things. And he's found these platforms from X to Rumble to YouTube. And he has created a massive audience with a bunch of followers that I'm sure has him doing well financially, but he has a lot of influence and we can't have that because he's not saying what we want him to say. He's saying that COVID was a scam. He's questioning all of the narratives. Not only is he questioning them, he's bashing them. He's saying that they were lies. And therein lies how you probably know almost with certainty that these allegations are a complete fabrication. Now it could come up, could come out that they are true or partially true or what have you. That's always a possibility. But if I had to bet on anything right now, even knowing his history of uh, substance abuse and what have you and the things that go along with that. But also knowing that what is considered a sexual assault in today's day and age, basically if you walk past a female as a male and you brush up against her on accident, that's a sexual assault. Or if you ask them out or if you go out on a date and it's a shitty date, that becomes sexual assault somehow. Ask Aziz Ansari how he knows how. I'm going to call bullshit on all of this. Now, in our best, like, best story, best slash worst story that I've heard in a long time, uh, you, Hollywood's on strike, and even if they weren't, they couldn't write a story better than this because no one would believe it. It would be too out there, almost. The Canadian Parliament giving a standing ovation to a literal SS Nazi. If you guys haven't seen the video, it is a sight to behold. He is there in person, literal SS member, literal Nazi, although he's not dressed like one at the time, he was once, getting a standing ovation because in World War II, he fought against the Russians along with Ukraine. Did we forget that the Russians were our allies in the end? That the Soviets became an ally of the West? Did we forget that part? They weren't initially. They weren't initially. But did Canada forget that part? Boy, have you hit your head? Did we forget? Joseph Stalin's a son of a bitch, a murderous son of a bitch, and I'm glad he's dead, and I'm glad he died alone. But the Russians did end up fighting with us. Now, it took Germany attacking them and breaking the treaty they had, and that was after they invaded Poland along with the Germans. But they were an ally, and they were an integral ally. But because this guy... This former Nazi, in, it's very difficult to call an SS guy a former Nazi because the SS are like the major leagues of the Nazi enforcers, of the Nazi soldiers. It's one thing to have a guy who was just in the Wehrmacht who, you know, was in Germany and needed a job or was loved his country and he joins the Wehrmacht, gets a rifle, goes and fights. I don't necessarily consider him to be a 
Nazi, even though he wore the symbols and all of that. That doesn't necessarily mean he bought into National Socialism and Nazism and killing and murdering Jews, gypsies, blacks, among others, gays, infirmed, what have you. A guy just carrying a rifle in the Wehrmacht didn't necessarily sign off on Birkenbau, but the SS ran those motherfuckers. The SS is the one who actually coordinated, hatched the plans, and did it. Now, obviously, we, can, we know that Hitler was an evil mastermind or an evil person but i don't it's it's very difficult to see that hitler was actually the brains behind the operation now was he the brains behind the rhetoric and getting the people ginned up or he was definitely the front man i don't know if he was writing the songs but he was definitely singing the lyrics and he definitely didn't have a problem with it evil piece of shit but the SS was the one, those are the guys who were during, doing the actual killing and the dirty work. But apparently Canada doesn't teach actual history anymore. Or they didn't learn it back when they were in school because they gave a standing ovation to a literal Nazi. Again, being that he's in the SS, he's still a Nazi as far as I'm concerned. A literal Nazi henchman Standing ovation because when Germany invaded Ukraine, the Ukrainians, a lot of Ukrainians, joined the Germans and helped round up Jews and also fight the Russians because they figured the enemy of their enemy is their friend. So they joined up with Nazis because obviously Stalin with the Holomador, they weren't fans of his. But instead of being passive... They joined literal Nazis to, again, fight against the Russians. And they gave this motherfucker a standing ovation. Good job, Canada. Way to completely screw the pooch. Trudeau, you're doing a great job by definitely not being Castro's illegitimate son. Good job, buddy. Outstanding, Canada. Our hat is literally likes Nazis, apparently. Wow. Who saw that come? Who had that on their 2023 bingo card that literally the Parliament of Canada would give a standing ovation to a fucking literal Nazi SS guy? If you had that on your bingo card, let me know. Show me the bingo card. Tweet it at me, and I'll send you a free gift of some sort. I don't even know what it is, but I'll send it to you. Good on you. And with that, everyone... Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, comment, do the things, leave a review. I don't know. Just keep listening if nothing else, and I'll keep yelling into this microphone with the blue cover. Thanks again. I'll catch you guys next time. Stay toxic, Americans.